Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Oh, wait. No, it's Samantha and Chuck. Whoa. Whoa. So, <laughs> not quite what you guys expected, but uh, Kevin is vacationing in Mexico or something. You should know. I don't Isn't know. Isn't that what people do? In, uh... So, today's episode is going to be about morals morals kind of but like if the government oversteps their bounds or not so basically what i mean by that is what if at what point are you obligated to stand up for what is right and do the right thing even if that means going outside the law when is following the law become a detriment to humanity or your moral code and when is it right you know when do you decide um in the bible you know they ask jesus well you know do i have to pay taxes and he said you know give to caesar what is caesar's and you know that's the thing like where do you draw that line Sam, you look baffled. No, because I thought it was messing with the timeline because Jesus and Caesar were two different time periods, but I understand what you were saying. I got confused, but you're good. Um, I totally just messed this up. No, you understand. <laughs> there's Caesars. Lots of people were Caesar. Yes. But I thought he was talking about the specific Caesar. But yes, I understand. <laughs> you know that they cut the disciples' heads off? Fed them to the lions. Oh, wait, the disciple was named Caesar? Oh, my. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not as religious as my man Chuck over here. <laughs> uh, it's a sad day for America. Now, I thought we could bring in some outside input from Samantha here, who yeah. clearly knows nothing. Clearly knows nothing. <laughs> Actually... Samantha here made it through honors history, honors, what history did you take? Uh, I took all of them, basically. Euro history. All of them. All of them. Well, like the only ones we really talk about. <laughs> European history, uh, U.S. history, government. Right. Why is government on? I don't know. So Nazi Germany, that was part of European history? Yes. And a little bit of U.S. history because World War II and all that. But yeah. All right, so tell me a little, uh, a little bit about. So they were loading up Jews on trains, uh huh, <laughs> and the people were down for whatever. Well, it wasn't that they were down for whatever; they were looking for. Well, obviously they weren't down forever, but they were looking for a scapegoat. And Jews at that point in time were seen as that because they were a lower class of like the purebred Germans and stuff. Um. And Hitler was throwing a lot of propaganda at the German people, not saying that they were right in any way, shape, or form. There were some Germans that did hide Jews in their establishments and their stores, um, but most so of these them stood by and did nothing. Who hid Jews? They hid Anne Frank in the wall, right? Uh, yeah, in the like in the attic, closet in the that closet, pulls out, whatever, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So you got Anne Frank in the closet. Yeah, but they still ended up finding her there. 
Yeah, but we... But still, I see. We're working with the idea. Yes. So were these people morally right to defy their elected, established government? Yes. Were they? Why? Because... It's it's a gray area. It's a lot of gray areas. But the government, Sam. The government, the government is government. not always right. Shocker if anybody's listened to this before. The government's not always right. Um, in the beginning of our established government, we were trying to protect against government overstepping its bounds, as I mentioned before. Um, and the government completely did that during Nazi reign. And Hitler was the only one running at the time. And... They voted all for him because he was like, oh, I'm going to help the people. Got Volkswagens, which means wagons for the family. You know, look at those German cards. Why wouldn't I? The people's car. Yeah, the people's car. Yeah. So with all of that and him saying what everybody wanted to hear, of course they elected him. But then, especially during, sorry, after World War One, where they were all desperate and out of jobs, he was like, oh, I'm going to make factories, get jobs for people. But also... I'm going to wipe out half of a certain population. But he didn't put that on the campaign. He didn't put that on the campaign, but it's a little subtext. He's like, I'm going to make sure that all the Germans that are supposed to be German. Sorry. um, (laughs) That are actually pure Germans, the Aryan, you know, that whole legacy. um, Make sure they are taken care of. Um, And... Belittled they Slavic took care people. Of the Jews too, right? Well, in a sense, not. It was a different kind of showers they got. It wasn't as good as that. Sorry, it's a very bad joke. Um, uh, those movies still haunt me and stuff. Oh my god, but um, but still, Slavic people, gay people, gypsies, anything that wasn't, I guess, Hitler's moral right. And if another pun, if you would, his right. But um, stuff like that. He, there was like only a certain people that he would let fly by. Um, and everybody else was left inferior. And people, it was hard for them to believe at first. Like for us as well um, in the U.S. Because we were very isolationist at the time. And also we, our new systems aren't what it is today. It's not like everything is instant. Um they didn't have carrier pigeons, but still, like, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, it's not that far back, but still, you know what I'm saying. Um, and you wouldn't believe, like, if you read today somebody was murdering thousands, thousands of people. Well, it's sad enough that in our well, cynical time we there, understand. Even people still, in the camps yeah, didn't they necessarily didn't believe, believe, you yeah. know? Because the word concentration camp, they didn't say that. They said work camps for the most part. And they had those videos where they're like, oh, you're going to set up your new life here. This is what you're going to do. You're going to learn how to work. You're going to help the country. This will make your life better. Showers for everyone. Showers for everyone. I used to be scared of entering the shower just because of like those movies. I'm like, oh, my God. Yep. But but from coming from a ghetto, which most of the Jewish people were in Germany, and they were like the slums of Germany, and being like, oh, here's this opportunity. Some of them willingly went. But then they realized, like, they didn't believe it at first either that this was happening to their people. But then they realized they had to wear the Jewish stars on their chests. They realized it was slowly more evident that it was happening. Right. 
No, exactly. So this is kind of the extreme example um, yeah. of clear right and wrong, moral, like, oh, you know, they're killing people. Yeah. How do I not stand up for people who are being slaughtered? People who haven't done anything, you know, to harm other people. They're not a threat to the rest of the world. Yet Hitler somehow believed that he, they were. But yeah. it, it's an obvious example. But what about examples maybe from your American history class? Yeah. Where it's not as clear cut. Um, there weren't just slaughtering people in the streets. Well, sure, you can argue there was some kind of instance, but that could have gone either way. Examples like when the Redcoats shot, who is it that they shot in the street? Oh. From the John Adams movie, we all know. <laughs> the John Adams <laughs> HBO. Um, what? There was there was like a what are you talking about the Boston Massacre where yes. somebody threw a pebble and he got shot. It was some random. They don't know that his name, right? Because it was just just a so big mob and they. Just... We have the Boston Massacre, right? Yeah, and it wasn't all that much. That was like no. a spark. Yeah. It wasn't the big thing, and people were plotting and and planning against the British government. They were intolerant to the evil three percent tax put on them. And they made an argument that it was taxation without representation. That's the big line right there. And the idea was they didn't get to vote as colonists. So they weren't represented, yet their money was being spent. And that's what hurt them. But that's kind of the problem that a lot of people face in America today is they feel that they're not being heard. They feel like, well, you're not representing my values with what you do with my money in Washington. And Washington feels very far removed from the people. When people, whether it's true or not, believe that forces in the government are trying to overthrow the voice of the people with elections and things like that. Or if you look at it from the other point of view, when you're like, well, the electoral college doesn't represent the popular vote. But either way, so many people throughout the country on both sides of the political aisle, people feel like they're not being heard or represented and their opinions don't matter yet. Definitely their money is being taken and spent. Um, But also what about the people who believe, you know, that the government is doing immoral things with their money, like, you know, paying for abortion or whatever. Some people, you know, find that to be the big deal or, you know, all the different things. Where do you draw the line? When is it that the government goes too far? How do you decide when that time comes? Sure, Sam, tell us all about it. (laughs) Wow, just throw me like a big question. All right. Um, The thing is, in the beginning, it was set out, the government, the reason our government works is because it's a mix of major and minor powers. You know what I'm saying? I said that wrong. But a majority and a minority, that's the words. Um, So, if there's too much of a majority, even though we all want our voices to be heard, mind you, there's people that want Kanye West and Oprah Winfrey as president. Not saying they would do a bad job, not saying they'd do a good job, but, you know, people want that heard. But the minority is supposed to be the educated people that can check that. Same thing with the Electoral College, the mysterious figure that we don't know about. 
that reigns in our voting, it's supposed to kind of check us out. But where we draw the line is when it's it's really hard to explain. Well, it's, it's a personal not, decision. It is honestly. a personal decision, yeah. Everybody's accountable for their own actions. Exactly. And I think it's when the government impedes on your ability to make your own actions. But in a lot of ways, it. haven't they already done that? They have already done that. They're... There are extreme cases here as well, like the whole Red Scare McCarthyism where they would capture people that were said to have communist ties or said certain things or yada yada, but yada yada, yada, yada et cetera, is the fancier term of that, not the old timey yada yada from here. Um, but it has happened before. And to draw the line from where it's too much is entirely a personal decision. It's on your personal beliefs. It's on things you've gone through in the past, how you've seen people be treated. Um, and we're talking about big cases, but there's like the and littlest cases. of being In a bullied. way, what you're willing to give up as far as your personal freedom. Yeah. What are the risks you're willing to take for what is right? Yeah. But obviously when you choose to take action, you need to realize it has consequences not only for you personally, but for your family, for people who depend on you, people who count on you. Every choice you make affects other people. Whether you like it or not, yeah, it happens. Um, there was this article uh, Chuck and I read on Wall Street where this... Um, it was from the Wall Street Journal, Wall Street and Journal. one Street. of our uh, listeners, Todd... Todd. In the prepping badass group. Shout out to Todd. Whoop whoop. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. Hooray for Todd. Hooray for Todd. He uh, shared that with us, and uh, yeah. So tell us about the article. It, it's a great article. It brings a lot of good points. Um, the writer mentioning it said that I forget if it was a he or she or not. It doesn't matter. They said that their father, because they were speaking out against civil rights in impediments in China, like, um, talking about abuses and how they weren't treated right, etc. And their father was put in danger of it and had to cut off ties with the writer. So, like Chuck was saying, it affects the people around you for what you say. And it's unfortunate that it's still present in today's, um, governments and countries around the world. It's not Everybody says free speech, and free speech isn't free speech. It's always been limited. You can't say fire in a movie theater. You can't say it on an airplane. You can't say, well, sorry. You can't say bomb on an airplane um, or fire. Danger. And there's a clear and present danger. That's been the whole thing. The um, so the article was called The Cultural Revolution Comes to North America in the Wall Street Journal. So if you guys want to check it out later, whatever, um, it is in the Facebook group. Um, but the bottom line is, yeah, it affects other people, everything we do, everything we say. And the article kind of outlines how more and more people like, um, I, I think they mention examples of people losing their employment because of their political opinions, yep. things they've done in the past, or, you know, I think there was just an article about, Smith, who uh, she had a statue up in Yankee Stadium, 
And basically she was a singer in the thirties and she sang like, I don't know, something like 3000 different songs she had recorded. Um, but basically she was a paid singer for a record company, not kind of like we are today where you write your own stuff and whatever. She just would go through the jangles and whatever. So there was like a satire thing. What was the song called? Did you? That's why darkies are born. That's why darkies are born. And but it was basically pointing out how ignorant people people are. are, and you know how racist and stupid they can be, and how it gets there. But because oh, we should judge her by today's standards, even yeah. though we're talking about ninety years ago, it's not the same world. And we don't have the same context. But my point is, in this article from the Wall Street Journal, they talk about how, you know, by saying the wrong thing or being taken out of context, nobody has your back. If there's any, you know, impropriety or nailed it, you like that? Yeah. Um, Or, you know, like with Judge Justice Kavanaugh, right? Right. Did it, didn't do it. Nobody really knows, whatever. My guess is probably didn't do it because the lady later was like, well, I don't know, maybe, but whatever. That's not the point. The point is just the fact that somebody wants to accuse you, immediately everyone turns and shuns you. And that's where you get into trouble. Um, So it builds. And, you know, Hitler did it in Nazi Germany with, they had, he was actually the person who came up with zero tolerance. And you hear these like zero tolerance with drugs and zero tolerance with whatever. He was the first person to do zero tolerance with gun laws. And it got people where they were so scared to take the side of guns that nobody would talk about it. And, oh, you would, even though it wasn't the law at the time, if somebody was like, well, I like shooting or I like doing stuff, you would immediately distance yourself from them because just by being around them, you could, you know, get into trouble. It was a danger for you. Yeah. And it, things just escalate. And that's really where that article was kind of going is we allow our speech and stuff to consume us and to get where it, you know, overwhelms our way of life. Um, freedoms are then taken away. You know, we all live in fear. We're afraid of what we say. I think about things that I say on this podcast, like, oh, is that going to get me in trouble? I mean, Kevin doesn't usually (laughs) think about things when he says it. He just lets it fly. And usually in the beginning, I'd occasionally like secretly edit them out. (laughs) And be like, yeah, that was good. Secrets I out. <laughs> Secret. No, the cool thing is Exposed. Kevin never goes back and listens to the podcast. Oh, nice. I don't really go back and listen to the podcast except that I have to edit them. Yeah. But that's the thing is, you know, you're like, oh, well, maybe this will be taken out of context and iTunes will kick me off iTunes yeah. or YouTube will cancel my videos and whatever. God forbid Twitter will cancel (gasps) my account, you know, or Facebook or whatever it is. You know, it's all stupid nonsense. And we live in fear of what we say. And where do you draw these lines? And that's just something, you know, I think everybody needs to think about and decide what's really right. And what are you really willing to fight for? 
You had some more examples you wanted to get into? Um, I had like some really old examples, like in the beginning of the uh There was that Republic. Adam and Eve and they had Cain yeah. and Abel and there was a rock. You can talk about that too. All right, but, but um, what'd you have? Um, <laughs> you go first. Well, hold on. To, uh, I messed with the cable for a second. Um, but to talk about Eve, um, I was reading the Stanley. She shouldn't Hero eat the thing. apple. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, obviously. But like, like, should Pandora's <laughs> box have ever been opened? No, but like, it happened. We have disease, war, and famine. It's very sad. Damn it. Um, <laughs> darn, it could have been avoided. But the thing about a hero is. Putting self-sacrifice, putting your values above your own desires, kind desires, of thing. Kind of, well, because like, values and desires are different. I'm phrasing it wrong, but putting like what you believe is right bef- before your own self-preservation. So, like, if somebody, like a firefighter, goes into a burning building, that's a hero because they're putting their life on the line to save like a cat or someone in there, you know? But if you ruin football by taking a knee, are you a hero? Well, the thing is you could spin it very different ways. And I know you're trying to get my go looking at him laughing over there, but, um, you could say they're a hero for standing against the popular belief against the masses. I mean, personally take a knee. Don't take a knee respected or not i mean it is american football it is the national football luckily we never talk about politics on this podcast. i know like oh wow (laughs) like i I talked to you about like the weather and politics comes out how does not us here because this is a sacred safe (laughs) space and the thing is with all this media and stuff everybody takes everything out of context and you can't say anything I was worried about actually uh, cursing on this podcast. Yeah. Um, it hasn't come up yet, no. which is good. Um, it's not. Like, I always check the explicit <laughs> box just in case. Like just to make Cause sure. Because I never know. Yeah, you never know what slips out. Um, well, I'm worried more because it's you, not because of the podcast. But the thing is, it's weird like what you can say to people or not. Like it, my job, which is. Bleh, yeah. Like <laughs> secret job over here. Um, there was this coworker of mine that was cursing a lot, was using the F-bombs, both of them, the F-U and the F-A. Um, I don't even know what that one is. It's Wait. the one for, used for gay people. Oh. Yeah. She only used it once, but still, it's not. I didn't think people used that since 1980. I know. But, and this okay. girl's what, like, I want to say 12, but she can't work if she's 12. She's like 17 or uh, something. That's 14, it's... anyway. All right. But yeah, and she was cursing a lot, and I'm like, tone it down. And then she's like, I have my First Amendment rights, which people bring up a lot. They don't understand. Well, all right, let me be a little elitist for a second. They don't understand what it means. Because they're ignorant? Because they're Because it, it's not just you get to say whatever the hell you want all the time. Which, it, in theory, you could say it should be, it shouldn't be, but it's hard Here's to Here's the deal. You can say whatever you want, but, but there are consequences for it. Yeah. Yes. And, like, I understand, yeah, and I told her. You can do this around your friends or whatever, but not here. It's a professional environment. Um, but she continued to do it anyway. But needless to say. <laughs> but people 
take their and McDonald's should fire her ass. Yeah, that's clearly yeah. <laughs> Some other company should come and fire her for my job. Yes. All right. Shout out to McDonald's. Get on that, please. <laughs> but people take and twist the First Amendment into so many different ways either out of fear of saying something wrong or going the other way and being outright ridiculous with it. It's it's very hard to be straightforward in this society and to be honest because people get scared of that. And it's also hard to be, well, people shouldn't be assholes in the beginning, but it's hard to be an asshole sometimes in this community. <laughs> there you go. The explicit button is checked. I said it. But, um... It's a very hard line, and it really is a personal judgment. Like, it was, I called it out because of my Puritan soul, clearly, of her cursing and stuff, but I don't know. I, of course, if I was in World War II, I think about this a lot, way more than I should, I would take, like, as many people as I could, hide them wherever I could put them, and save them You're all. a kind person. Oh, thank you. But mind you, I'd probably get a lot of trouble and die in the end because I had all these people. People would find out. Um, people, the reason Anne Frank got caught is because one of their neighbors was like, they're hiding some Jews up in there. And they got on that. Um, and then you were like, snitches get stitches and you took care of them? Uh, they probably took care of me first before they did. But, um, and people hate others because of stupid reasons. Yes. And it's, I find it funny sometimes because Hitler hated Jews because he got syphilis from prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> the prostitutes. And at the time, like in Germany, I think most of them were Jews and that's why he hated them. But if you like cared about your health at all, like you could have avoided that and you could have not been a mass murderer that you are or something. Like, I don't know. You probably still would have picked somebody, but still. like Yeah, I think you would have. But it's it's so dumb. And same thing with the KKK. They boggle my mind. They're so dumb. Like, I do Oh, they're so dumb. Yeah. But now I'm on a tangent. You are kind of on a tangent. I am. What else you got on that What else list? do I have? Um, I said Red Scare already, didn't I? Tell us more about the Red Scare. Um, there was uh, Senator McCarthy was the main guy you that was crazy. You did touch on it. What do you got? Um... Cause he, he was would, like round, round up all those commie pinkos. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. And he had a list. He did have a list. McCarthy's list. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Um, yeah. yeah. You were wanting to see if yeah. I knew anything about history. Well, <laughs> yeah, because clearly, you, you know, do Chuck not. read a book once. <laughs> yeah. He reads all, all. He reads more books than me. Like kind of. I've had a few more years. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> but yeah, and he would have the list and you'd be like, oh, this person wrote or something and did this, or they were Russian, or whatever. Like, the person that wrote The Crucible, I forget their name. Arthur something, I don't even know. Um, but he was put in jail for a while because of them thinking he was communist or something. And he wrote about that in, like, the end of his book as well. But, oh, wow, I'm totally lost right now. It's okay. But, huh? Go on. Uh, and McCarthy founded the House of Un-American um, Actions Committee, otherwise known as HUAC. 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 H-U-A-C. And for anything un-American, which is a vastly vague term. 
Yes, it is. Like, what is un-American? Do I, if I wear a beret, am I un- un-American? If I eat a baguette for my lunch, I don't know, I'm using French terms. If I eat French fries, whoa, is that un-American? <laughs> Hamburgers, freaking the staple of America, kind of. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. But um, Hamburg, Germany, like, there's tons of stuff. And... So it's a very vague term and gave them a lot of power to do whatever they wanted. But, um, so it's very vague. But natural rights are important. Like life, liberty, property, equality, and privacy. Privacy gets encroached on a lot, especially with the Patriot Act. Now I'm just saying a bunch of terms now. Woohoo. Um, which, of course, they label it that to make it you think it's good. But it's not. It no. Was, it was JW, GW, GW Bush. We just call him W here. You just call him W? Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Oh, nice. It's just W. In my notes, I used to label all of them like T Jeff, X Hamill, A Jack, like for all of them. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's cringing right now. But uh, for W, this is yeah. the future of America right, right here. here. Right here in my hands as I'm stumbling through it. But it's, if you were thought to have terrorist leanings for the Patriot Act, you could have your property seized, you could have, you could be surveilled, your family could be surveilled, um, and it clearly violates the right to privacy. If they thought you were a terrorist, they could hold you indefinitely exactly. without representation Without notifying people, they could even demand that people not say where you went, you know, put gag orders on your family or other people, yeah. forbid you from seeking counsel, you know, the other family members. Yeah. There were a lot of hardcore uh, limitations there if you accuse someone of being a terrorist. And you get into very dangerous ground if people's civil liberties. And, you know, it comes to a point of, you know, when do they cross that line? Where they've gone too far. And obviously in that case, I believe they've gone too far. But when is it time to stand up to that? Um, And these, again, back to, you know, you decide for you what's right. But it's something you should know your lines, know your values, know what you believe. Because it seems as a country, our values keep changing. It's true. All the time. Yeah. Um, You know, everybody remembers Obama was anti-gay marriage when he ran against Hillary. And Hillary was anti-gay marriage when, you know, when they ran. And, you know, in 2008, both of them, oh, that's horrible. It's against my moral code. And then mysteriously, our country's moral code has changed. Yeah. And that's, you know, we're judging people from the values of 10 years ago. And we're holding them to it today. And I know you're like, well, how could values change in 10 years? Well, that's what I'm talking about. You know, it's 11 years ago now. And everybody was like, oh, well, not everybody, but everybody running for president was like, oh, gay marriage is wrong. I'm against that. And then now we're like, oh, my God, how could you be anti-gay? You're so horrible. You're the most evil person in the world. But your country's morality has changed in 10 years in 10 years. And we've had so much change and people are being held accountable. There was a, the kid who uh, won the Heisman trophy or whatever this past year was 
in, when he was in junior high, yeah. he said, oh, you guys are acting queer or something to his friends. Something, yeah. And, you know, they're like, oh, he can't have that because, look, this is what he said 12 years ago or whatever when he was 14. And oh. really... 14 year olds aren't, but 14 year olds aren't really held to the high standard. No. And, but even aside of that, we're holding them to a code when it wasn't a problem 12 years ago by society standards. And so know your values, know what you believe, know what's right and wrong, and then decide now what you're willing to do to defend it. Don't let things deteriorate to a point where You've lost your country, you've lost who you are, you lose your values, and you lose your moral code. And you lose the people you care about. That too. Yeah, when they cart them away on trains. Well, <laughs> wow, way to bring that home. Well, morality is important. And I think if you don't have a sense of morality, people don't tend to like you. Not that liking, being liked But everybody is likes me though, right? Oh yeah, okay. all the time. Oh, by the way, uh, Marsha wanted to send regards to say that she's always right. And that what it is? Chuck's not always right. So, that sounds awful. <laughs> so everyone likes him clearly. <laughs> but being willing to stand up for your own sense of morality is very important. And not a lot of people do it because, as we said before, fear and just trying to put up airs, like trying to be someone that you're not. Um, and the people back in Germany were being someone that they were not. They were scared and they were afraid and they just didn't know what to do. Sure, they wanted to live and see the next day, but those people that were hiding wanted that more. Or wanted that the same or a less amount. Or same or equal. Whatever. But one of those. One of those. Um, but at the end of the day, we really are all people. And... That's that's a big point in general. We all just want to be happy. That's true. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. I say it all the time. It's my favorite line. Also because of that movie, Pursuit of Happiness, that you made me watch. It was a good movie, by the way. Happiness. Happiness with Will Smith. Shout out to Will Smith. <laughs> if he listens to this podcast. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He'll be like, oh, he'll come in. Um, But yeah, those are things you got to worry about. Well, you don't have to worry about. But you got to think about for yourself and what that means to you. And, yeah, I mean, it's different for everybody else. Like, for me, one thing that I think differs from a lot of people, even if somebody does wrong, I don't think they deserve to be killed for the most part. Yeah, that's your your rule. It's, I, I say killed in general, but it's hard to tell. Cause like, the whole, just take a toe sometimes. No, that's not what I mean. Maybe like a punch to the gut and be like, get out of here. You've done wrong. But like, or you're in jail. Like where I think or people pinky should be. finger. No, I'm not a fan of torture. <laughs> Chuck clearly seems to be on a certain road today. When I got my car, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, um, he was like, how many bodies do you think I could fit in this trunk back here? <laughs> he was like four, three or four. And the guy was like five. And I'm just like, what is happening right now? But anyway, um, it, it's hard to say. Like, the whole thing with the death penalty being a controversial thing. It's hard to say. Like, a serial killer that killed or 
well, killed a merchant. I just want it on the table. You just want it on the table. Okay. But like 20 or so people, it doesn't matter a number. You could say one person and they could get the death sentence. I probably would be like, I don't know about that because depending on the circumstances. Because you might have deserved it. Well, perhaps you could say that. Or perhaps there it was accidental. It was manslaughter. It was all these other things. And... Always in the stories of, like, the Odyssey, I always got bothered because people would be like, yeah, that person should die. They were bad. And, like, the mob role comes up quick. It does come up quick. And it's not. And, like, in my classmates were always on that. And I would always be like, what are you guys talking about? That person just got killed. I know it's a book or whatever. And the Odyssey shouldn't have affected me as much as it did. I am a very <laughs> emotional person. But still, it's. It's hard to say because a person's life is a person's life. And I feel like if you're ending it by any means, you're still ending it. And there's a toll with that. It's a weight put on somebody else. I and, think that's right. Yeah. So you could say in wars, people get shot. Sure. It's true. If you're, I would still feel bad shooting a person on the other side. And I know you have to comp- compart. There's people like me out there. So you're all right. That's true. Compartmentalize? Yeah, compartmentalize, which I can't say for whatever reason. So you don't think like that, but it's true. The person that you shot probably had a kid somewhere or probably had a lover. Somebody who loves them. Yeah. And it's, did they deserve to die? No. That's what I think. Is that how the circumstance ended to be? You attacked my country? Well, of what course. if they were Nazis? They probably had a Nazi sister or something. I don't uh, know. <laughs> and but, she was blonde? Yeah, blonde and blue-eyed. And bushy-tailed, however that phrase goes. But the thing is, did they deserve to die? No. Did circumstances and things put them there? Yes. Would I still have probably killed them? Yes. But would I feel bad? Of course. Yeah, but you feel bad about it. I feel bad about everything. That's true. I bump into, like, a chair and I feel sorry for, like, a second. It's, It's bad. But that doesn't demean the point I'm trying to put across. That people are people and sure, I would defend my country. Sure, I would become a cop, and if somebody was a criminal and got to shoot at me, I would shoot them. Probably wouldn't want to kill them, but if I was trained to, of course. But I still believe that people shouldn't die like that. And yes, I know it's how the world works, and I understand that people do wrong. And sure, people should be punished for that wrong. Yes, does that always mean death? No, and I don't think it should be. But, there you have it. And that's my main moral code. That's her moral code. So. Do you have an example? Because I feel like I just talked for a lot. <laughs> well, you were actually were talking a while. And now you have some kind of happy laughter. Yeah. So <laughs> I do have an example. Turns out we wrote this document a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple. A couple of patriots. Um, called the Declaration of Independence. Whoa, never heard of that before. Now. There's like a little beginning, you know, some people I think in school, you you memorize like the first two sentences. They always kind of want to skip the second paragraph in elementary school. I don't know why. Probably because there's too many big words. Too many big words. So let me have a crack at it. And you'll find when I read this that actually you've always hear maybe the first three or four sentences and then the second half people cut out. And I feel like it kind of reins it in a little bit in the second half. 
So work with me. So that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. Train of abuses and usurpations Pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce the, them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Now, I don't know that throwing off your government means you have to run out and buy guns and, and do everything. But I would also be ready to defend things because I do feel like things may come to that one day. But standing up for what's right and shooting down every bit of encroachment is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, not allowing our government to you know, get too far away from things is a big deal. Um, and I feel like we overlook things. Now, I went through, they actually list in the declaration a lot of their, they, they list all the grievances yeah. and they go through them. So now not all apply. I mean, there are certain things that, you know, King George was doing that our government's not doing. However, I will say our government's doing a lot of things I feel are worse than what King George was doing. Yeah. Um, but some of them that did match up, um, They said he has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payments of their salaries. And I feel like what we just saw with, you know, the way this whole debacle in Washington with, you know, all kinds of treason and this and that. I feel like the judges uh, maybe are a little dependent on their jobs more than, you know. They're worried about how they're seen in the press and political opinion and how, you know, keeping things going rather than holding to their office and their oaths. Um, He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. Now, they may not be coming in your homes, but would you not think that Groups like the DEC or DE and DEA. no DEC Environmental Conservation oh. and yeah the DEA the ATF all these groups multitude and consuming our resources. Do you guys remember Fast and Furious and how we sold all those guns and didn't bother tracking them and they went across the border and we just you know we just waste things. I would say spending twenty five million to investigate. Um, Trump with no, you know, no evidence to start with is a waste of our resources. Um, I don't know. We work hard for that money, but just a thought, I try not to throw the Trump thing in there. I know everybody gets all riled up. Um, he is affected to render the military independent 
of and superior to the civil power. And I feel like that's a thing. Um, but, you know, again, you kind of take it as you want it here. This is for you guys to decide. For protecting them by a mock trial from punishment, this would be the, the soldiers, because it's like right after the military. Got it. For protecting okay. them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders they should commit on the inhabitants of these states. And when I, I read that, I kind of think of like, Hillary Clinton being secretary of state and she had all those emails that weren't whatever. And then I felt like it was really like a mock trial kind of thing. And am I tying things together? I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying they seem like grievances that are along the same level of people are starting to really lose faith, faith in their government. Yeah. Um, you don't trust them to act in your interests, but to help their friends. Mm. Um, you know, and my favorite of all for imposing taxes on us without our consent. And I feel like that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Um, now you can say, well, it's your elected officials who are up there that are, you know, going out there and, and making uh, these laws and you put them in office and you keep voting for them. But I feel more and more our government is getting more distance from the individual. Yeah. Um, the decisions are you know, made without our consent. So I'm just saying maybe it's time to look at things, rethink things and decide where our country's at and what your values are. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the show, know your values, know your stand. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, that's what's going to happen is things, people, you let it build up so far until it's too late. Mm -hmm. And every time, you know, you hear those stories, of the trains going by in Nazi Germany and the churches and they just sing louder because, oh, we don't want to think about that because that's awful, but it's so much bigger than me and I can't change it. Well, the world doesn't have to be that way and everybody needs to do the right thing and you're still accountable for you. And what you let go on, you're responsible for. And it doesn't mean you need to turn to violence. It means... You need to say something. You need to do something. You need to write the letters. You need to vote the right way on your principles. You need to, you know, hold people accountable. Yeah. And and we'll leave it at that. Now, on a happier note, speaking of freedom. Whoa. And I would say badassery. Uh-huh. I did hear somebody in another podcast say badassery this week, and I was like, are you listening to my show? <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I feel like he probably was. Yeah. Because who else says badassery, right? No, it's haberdashery. Haberdashery. <laughs> uh, well, we do have British Phil. Yeah. All right. So anyway, with that, the, uh, yeah, I'll get there. Speaking of freedom and badassery, we, we have. put together some kind of survival and basic badass We'll say prepping badass knife. Yeah. Now they're still in the works. They're in the rough forms, but I will say some blades have been manufactured, mm -hmm. put together, grinded out, crafted with freedom in mind. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> and uh, 
They may be on the way over to Seth's Spanny and Spanny Blades. Spanny Blades. Maybe putting it all together. Maybe sheaths are going to come into action. Some quality custom knives that might be available for purchase. Maybe. So you can not only support the podcast, Mm -hmm. support the prepping badass idea, but just support freedom in general. Yeah, that's really what Nothing says, I'm standing up for freedom, like a Bowie knife. Yeah. Right? Uh Uh-huh. That sounds right. Maybe like Rambo or something. Rambo? Yeah. He's the pinnacle of freedom. The pinnacle of freedom. And also, I did hear it's not too late to sign up over at TACPAC and support our sponsor for this next month's box coming out. Nice. They say, keep your sights on this box. And something great might be inside. I'm just saying it might be something you're into. I may have some insider knowledge. It might be a pun. (laughs) Look at you in your command of the English language. So that also, if you enjoyed this podcast and enjoy hearing it every week and possibly twice a week on occasion, occasion. when I'm feeling like that should happen, um, (laughs) You could support us on Patreon at patreon.com slam prepping badass. We do have some more patches for you guys. Um, if you hold out uh, some like hook and loop Velcro things happening, coming in the future, we are working out some new patch designs. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, stay safe and we will talk to you guys next week. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Ooh.